Yeah. Oh yeah, that's perfect right there. We here. Live from the throne. Live from the throne. What's going on, Skins fans? This is Prince J Grimes. Or if you want, you could just call me Prince J. This is actually the very first, very first podcast I'm doing. Um, so the first episode of what we like to call Skins Football Live. That's right. This is where you can get your exclusive news, updates, leave your opinions, hear my opinions directly from Prince J. On your Washington Redskins um, I mean I don't want to go in too much into myself That's I guess that's what uh, online and social networking is for You can kind of follow me on Twitter At Prince J Live And um, you can get to know me a little better By following me there um, But I do cover the Washington Redskins For Examiner.com And I've been getting you know more and more familiar with the team. I am a native of Prince George's County. I'm five minutes from FedExfield, Landover, Maryland. I actually live in Upper Marlboro, the Largo side. If you're familiar with the area, you should be if you're a Redskins fan. Um, So, yeah, you know, I go up to the stadium all the time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this out now. I probably will never say this again or I'll be hung, but I actually grew up a New York Giants fan in Washington DC. Um but I do have unbiased opinions, so that's that's where this uh that kind of comes in handy because you won't hear me sugarcoat anything. I know Redskins fans going to every season, just as every fan should of their team with the highest of expectations. And um sometimes I'll get caught up in the expectations and expect a lot, but uh, you know, I know where to I know where to temper myself when it comes to the Redskins and um I know how to look at things uh without the rose colored shades if you uh may but this platform is long overdue i did a lot of writing i went to north carolina a and i write i write i write i always wanted to get my voice heard um and express my opinion not necessarily just the opinion of the platform of which i'm writing for you know a lot of times they don't like the first person view but now you get to get to get that from me as well as leave your own so as we all know the redskins are now oh and three Coming off of that loss to the Detroit Lions, uh, 27-20. They did play a lot better. Redskins played a lot better. And just so you know, the, these Thursday episodes um, will actually be, I guess if you want to say, um, the, the pregame episode. I also do one on Mondays after the games or Tuesday if it's a Monday night game. Um so this is kind of leading up to the Oakland Raiders game coming up Sunday. You excited? 425 game against the Raiders. Um, and I got to say, you know, the Redskins, they're looking better. The Skins are looking better against Detroit. And one thing also, I'm going to try to not say Redskins as much. I'm one of those people who, um, if there's somebody offended by it, I don't want to be the person offending them. Um, so... I'm not necessarily advocating for a name change, but I would definitely support it if it were to happen. Um, So I personally will try not to use the word as much. If if I can catch myself, I will. Um, So let's look at the Lions game and and 
I guess starting with the defense because that to me that's been the biggest problems problem with the Redskins this year. Um, the defense actually was better. Uh, still not where they want to be yet. The secondary gave up a lot of yards. I mean, you do have to keep in mind that that's, you know, Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson, one of the most lethal combinations in the National Football League. Um, but the run defense very much improved. And the Redskins have one of the worst run defenses in the league, but um, obviously Reggie Bush wasn't playing. Joyke Bell is still a very good running back, young running back up and coming, and the Redskins did a really good job of uh, keeping him to, I think, around 60 yards with a three-yard per carry average, something something around that number. Um, so very much improved with the front seven. Um but the secondary still not there. And I don't know if you noticed watching that game, but Bakari, Bakari Rambo, the rookie safety, was actually benched. He didn't he didn't play much. He, I, don't, I don't know if he played at all. I know he didn't start. Um, what the Redskins did was primarily there was a, a seven. They kept the front seven in most of the time with the four linebackers, three down men, um, linemen. Brandon Merriweather was really the only safety in the back with three corners playing, kind of like a hybrid nickel package um, and one safety in the back. So Rambo didn't play. Now, what Mike Shanahan said was basically, you know, he was adjusting the lineup based on the mat- matchups. And, um, you know, Bakari Rambo, the rookie, you know, not that he wants to kill his confidence, but you're in the National Football League, you know, you should be able to get up and, and perform and, and practice throughout the week. But he said he basically said he'll be evaluated on a week-to-week basis. Let's hear what Shanahan had to say. Well, just like everybody, we're going to evaluate that week by week, see how guys play as part of the evaluation you know, system for us. We'll look at special teams. We'll look on how a guy plays a defense, what type of game plan that we have against another team. It may be our, a base package. It may be a nickel package. You know, how do we match up with different receivers, uh, you know, different tight ends? It all depends what our game plan is that week, and that will change week by week. You know, I don't have a problem with that. I actually think, you know, you got to put the best lineup in to win the game. So we've seen Rambo struggle a lot at times uh, just with making open field tackles, Um you know, he's a really aggressive player, but is he always in the right places uh, where he's supposed to be to make plays on the ball? So, you know, if he, if he performs, I guess, during practice um, and, and they see what they want to see from him out of practice and he continues to hustle and make plays on special teams, he'll see the field more. This is it's a learning curve that you're going to go through with the young Ricky safety, and it's not like he was a high-round draft pick. So you kind of got to, um, you know, hold your expectations for him uh, to a reasonable you know, amount you you can't expect too much from the from the young kid too early. Uh, meanwhile, David Amerson he he looks a lot better as a rookie. Obviously, he was an earlier pick. I think second round is where David Amerson went. He's playing corner, um, so I don't think his responsibilities are um, obviously playing cornerback in the league. Now is not the easiest thing to do, but safety, you got a couple more responsibilities. Amerson is, looks, he looks pretty good. He made some mistakes, but, I, but overall as a rookie, you, you got to be impressed with him and D'Angelo Hall, you know, even though Calvin Johnson got over a hundred yards receiving, that's Calvin Johnson. D'Angelo Hall, according to Shanahan, played one of his best games that Shanahan, you know, since he's been there. So, um, even though the cornerback play, I guess, was a little better, 
you still gave up a lot of yards. At the end of the day, the Redskins didn't give up a, a a lot of big plays throughout the game. It was just in big moments they couldn't come up with the stop. So it's getting there. Still not there. Um, and, and lucky, luckily for them, with with Oakland coming up, you don't have a lot of deadly receivers out there. A lot of speed, but you know, name one guy from Oakland who, you know, at wide receiver. Denarius Moore is really, you know, one of the, the more popular guys over there, and he's not really that popular. Um, and then they, they have questions at quarterback right now prior coming off the concussion. But we'll get into that a little later. Like I said, the front seven, um, you know, those guys on the line and the linebackers and that 3-4 for Washington did a lot better, um, giving up over 100 yards against the run in the first two weeks against uh, Philadelphia and Green Bay, did really well against uh, Detroit, um, or a lot better. And uh, that's going to be very needed against Darren McFadden and the Oakland Raiders. Now, one thing, if you were paying close attention, you might have noticed about that front seven is Lennon Fletcher, he was in and out. He came out on a on a few plays, and when asked, asked about that, uh, Mike Shanahan basically said, you know, well, at least on Monday, he said he wanted to arrest him and keep him fresh. Now, he changed up on Wednesday a little bit. On Wednesday, he said it was Fletcher's decision. Well, it was London's call during the game. He was a little, a little tired. But we encourage people, not just London, but anybody, if you're going full speed, offense, defense, and special teams, and you can't go full speed, we ask these guys to take a break, a few plays off, let somebody else go in, get their job done. So you can uh, play full speed. You know, maybe it was a it was a, a decision that they both made, but but the reporter pointed out a really good point about it, and and that was the fact that Fletcher was coming out kind of early in the game, not even in situations where he would sing. You know, that we would assume he would be tired. Here it is. It's, it's kind of funny. Is that more about spelling him so that he's got energy the rest of the game? He was out the first play of the second drive and the first three plays of the third drive. So it wouldn't have been like he was overly taxed at that point. Well, like I said, we got different game plans. Sometimes we do it early, sometimes we do it late. Sometimes, uh, you know, it might be a long play, somebody going 40, 50 yards on the sideline. But again, we encourage people that if they feel like they need a break, to take themselves off. So that's the situation I would say look for in the Oakland game. Um, because is 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 London Fletcher wearing down? You know, is there some kind of injury we don't know about? Has um, he made a good point of not being in on the first play of a series? Um, you know, I know the first play of the game basically he came through and sacked Stafford. So um, I don't I don't know if he could have been so tired on the on the first play of the second drive, but. Uh, and that's not to say Nick Barnett is, is a bad replacement because he's not. Nick Barnett, um, I heard a, a stat, and I can't remember the exact stat or where I heard it uh, some sometime earlier this week, but I think Nick Barnett is one of three players with so many tackles in the league right now, um, along with London Fletcher and one other player. Um, it's only three of them up there, and they have reached this plateau of tackles. So Barnett has a nose for the ball. He's not a bad replacement for for Fletcher, another uh, you know seasoned veteran. Um, but, you know, as, as, your, as your defensive captain and leader and then, uh, you know, the rock of that defense, um, 
and obviously he's aged, so you want to get him some some good time. But you gotta you gotta wonder if that's you know if there's something we don't know about this. So I would say keep an eye on London Fletcher in this game against Oakland. Um, now when it comes to the offense, the O um, was better too. You know the defense improved against the run. The offense improved uh, overall. Not really when it comes to the numbers. Um, Alfred Morris is uh, I guess carry or yards fell back a little bit um but the offense did better in the first half and that's really where the Redskins wanted to see improvement um you know basically they were falling behind in the first half didn't put up any points in the first half of the first two games and and had to throw the entire second halves basically to try and catch up um, they were only down by three points, I think 17-14 at the end of the Detroit game. They converted more third downs, uh, which allowed them to stay on the field more, which probably helped the defense in stopping the run better because the defense didn't have to keep going back out there exhausted. So um, definitely good improvement for the offense against Detroit. Um, the big talk of, I guess – of the press conferences and with the reporters, you know, what we all wanted to know uh, following that game was, uh, you know, what's going on with RG3 sliding because, and like I said, I did grow up a Giants fan. I don't know how many Redskins fans uh, remember this play. It might have happened against Washington. I don't, I don't remember, but Eli Manning had a similar situation where he was running, diving head first after the run, Hit the ground, no one touched him. Ball comes out, defense recovers. And, um, you know, if you dive head first, that's a live ball. And the, and the, and the same thing happened to RG3 on a critical drive. It, I think the game was tied, and had he just held on to it, they would have been in field goal range at least with the first down. So if not taking the lead by a field goal, you know, by a touchdown, at least by a field goal. Um, so a lot of a lot of – Reporters wanted to ask about, you know, the sliding at the press conference, press conferences. Um, and, and basically Mike Shanahan, you know, he acknowledged RG3. He said he's not a great slider. Uh, you know, he didn't have to do it much in college, but it is something that he practices. Um, who knew that these guys practice sliding, I guess, you know. I guess if you're running around in practice, obviously you can't hit the quarterback, but it's a good idea, obviously, for a guy like RG3. Um, but Mike Shanahan said he didn't, he doesn't care which way uh, Robert Griffin III slides just as long as he protects the ball. You know, if he goes head first, you got to hold on to the ball because, you know, what happened on, on Sunday, that's a possibility. Um and RG3, he also admitted that he's not the best slider. Uh, check it out. Um, I think the problem is um, <laughs> I'm not a great slider, should I say. Um, I know how to slide. I don't know how to baseball slide. And I think that's what they're talking about. Um, but this is more of an emphasis on sliding feet first as opposed to going forward um, since that rule is in place. And um, it protects you as a quarterback going backwards, <clears throat> you know, going feet first. So that's what you got to do. So. You know, just make a mental note of that and just try to slide feet first. Come on, man. How hard is sliding? Really? Really, how hard is sliding? I mean, and it, and it's funny because I, I actually heard one of the, the ESPN guys, uh, I think Trey Wingo, and he said, you know, 
RG3 is one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league. If a guy like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, something of this nature, he said, you know, if they could get down and slide, it should, you know, you can do it. And I'm and I'm thinking it's a little different. There's a little different because you know Brady or or Peyton, they're running at the speed of like a turtle. So obviously it's not that hard for them to just drop to their butt. RG3 is moving a little faster, so it is a little different. Um, but it still shouldn't be that hard. One of one of the other reporters, at, you know, suggested actually the same guy that was asking the question suggested maybe going to talk to one of the Nationals players, and uh, you know, the Washington Nationals local uh, baseball team. And and RG three thought it was a pretty good idea. Like, yeah, I should go talk to Bryce Harper, um, which actually wouldn't be a bad idea. I played baseball in high school. I think I was a pretty good player. Actually, I was I was a pretty good player. Um, I was okay, but the thing I did the most was steal bases. Um, if I if I wasn't starting, which I did start a lot, but if I didn't start, I usually got into every game as a pinch runner. And and I didn't play much baseball before high school, but sliding was something I picked up on very easy as someone who ran pretty fast. Maybe not RG3 speeds, but I'm still, you know, running fast and getting down on my butt to slide. Um, and I might not be the best guy to say this because I actually broke my arm sliding. Still not still not really sure how that happened. <laughs> uh I don't know if I jumped on my arm or what. I don't know how that happened. Either way, either way I came back and I continued to slide after my arm was healed. Um but what I'm saying is it's not that hard, man. Just you're running, instead of diving first, just lean back and 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 you'll actually really slide if you're on your butt. Like you know, when you die when you go head first, it's kind of rocky. You're kind of bouncing, you're diving head first and you're just kind of bouncing and and guys are diving at you too once you go feet first i would feel more protected you know guys can't hit you after that if you're upright and you do see someone coming you can at least lean back a little make them fly over top of you we've actually seen defensive guys hurt each other trying to collide into someone diving feet first he leans back and they hit each other um, and then the fumbling problem isn't such an issue. So I don't see what the big deal is with sliding feet first, but it's definitely something he has to learn. Um, now, besides RG3, the offense, obviously, um, you know, there's some injuries at tight end. Fred Davis didn't play the last game. High ankle sprain. Um, he did practice Wednesday. Um and I'm not giving you the Thursday or Friday status. Obviously, this is being released before those practices. Um, but follow me on Twitter at Prince J Live. I'll have those updates for you. Um, but he'll probably practice the rest of the week. He was limited practice Wednesday, and he may be playing practice in some kind of capacity. But his his status for the game against Oakland is is going to be questionable. Um, which is rough because Jordan Reed, who's actually been replacing him in the starting lineup at times, even when he was healthy, um, he didn't practice at all on Wednesday with the thigh contusion. It's a bruise in his thigh, um, really hampering him. If Davis and and Jordan Reed can't go, that leaves Logan Paulson and Niles Paul, and it, 
and now the decision to keep four tight ends seems to be a really good one. Um, but Paulson, obviously, really good blocker. Now is Paul a little bit more of a receiver. Um, so you still got to threaten both, but not really one guy who can do both things. I mean, Paulson can catch a little bit, but he doesn't really have the athleticism of the other guys. Um, so, you know, good thing you got other tight end options. Um, but that's just a, a injury update there. Now let's take a look at the Oakland Raiders. They're one and two. One win came against Jacksonville, so we'll dismiss that. Um, because obviously we know Oakland is not one of the better teams in the league. Last time we seen them was on Monday night against the Denver Broncos. Obviously they lost because Denver's still undefeated. And Peyton Manning ate that secondary up. Peyton Manning was surgical. And this is a good matchup for Washington. And I don't want to insult Washington fans, football fans, but this is a measuring stick game for your team. You'll know how good your team is after this matchup. And I'll tell you in a second why. But Peyton Manning went 32 for 37. And a couple of those incomplete passes, only five, a couple of them were drops. He was he was almost perfect. 32 for 37, 374 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Don't expect that kind of game from Robert Griffin III. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's, he's not running as much as he did last year. He ran a little bit more against Detroit. So he has been in the pocket more, but he's not Peyton Manning. Don't expect those kind of numbers from him. And actually, if he throws the ball 37 times, that's about where you want him to be. If he throws a little bit more than that, actually, you probably hope for less. You don't want to, you probably hope he throws less than that, maybe 30 at the most, um, if that much. Because you kind of want to run the ball a little bit more against Oakland. Um, Now, they have a middle-of-the-pack defense. Um, And when I say middle of the pack, I mean that literally. I think their overall rank is is like 17th in the league out of 32 teams. So they're right there in the middle somewhere against the against the pass. um, They're 15th. So got to be balanced against them. You got to be balanced because. Denver was able to pass that successfully on them because that's how Denver sets up their offense. Denver, most teams like to establish the run that opens up the pass. Denver establishes the pass and it opens up their running game. And like I said, obviously they have Peyton Manning. There's only one of those guys. Um, Washington has has to do it the reverse way. The Redskins need to establish the run to open up their pass. So, Alfred Morris will be a huge factor in this game. Um, You know, the the Oakland Raiders pass defense is way better than Green Bay and Philadelphia's. And it's actually a little better than Detroit. So that's what that's what that's why I said it's only one Peyton Manning. And he did that to them. And even after what he did to them, they're still ranked middle of the pack. So obviously they were better than that before the game against Denver. 
So don't expect Robert Griffin III to just come in there and repeat those numbers. It's not going to happen unless Alfred Morris has a big impact. He has to, and the offensive line has to be physical, and they they really have to push those guys around up front. It's not going to be easy. Oakland's defense is pretty good against the run, um, or you know, just overall, they're 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 middle of the pack. They're they're average. They're okay, um, but you know, we've seen what Washington was able to do against bad defenses in Green Bay and Philadelphia. And and they still came up short. So they're getting better. There's a lot of work to do. And that's why I said this is a good measuring stick game for Washington. We'll see where their offense is against an average defense. Um and and with it where they'll go from here. Cause it's not gonna get any easier after Oakland. There's a bye week after Oakland. Redskins don't want to go into the bye 0 and four. Because coming out of that bye, they have at Dallas. Chicago at home and at Denver. Yes, Peyton Manning. In Denver. Dallas 2-1. and one. Obviously, they'll be up for that game coming out of the bye. That's a rivalry game. Um, but it is at Dallas. And, and Dallas looks good right now. Um, the Redskins don't. So, if they can go into that game with a win out of the bye, that's a perfect scenario. That's best case scenario for Washington. They don't want to go into that game at Dallas 0-4. Oh, and coming off of a bye. So you know, this is a this is a big game against Oakland. Now the defense, they kind of get a break this week. Number one, let's look at Oakland's quarterback situation. Terrell Pryor, who, by the way, played very good. He played pretty good against Denver. I was very impressed at Terrell Pryor. He went 19 of 28, 281 yards, one touchdown, zero picks. Eventually, he was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Uh, He came back, actually, after the concussion. But he, he he did eventually leave the game. It was out of reach. Um, but he was very efficient, not just as a runner, but as a passer. Now, the fact that Denver gave him that concussion is going to help Washington out a little bit. You know, before that game, he, he was, you know, he had moments, but he that was his best game of the season. Um, that concussion, he said he doesn't even remember most of the game, so... There's doubts whether he'll even play this week. Um, and even if he does play, maybe, you know, maybe he'll be a little, you know, cloudy, a little fuzzy up there. So the Redskins kind of get a get a break there. And even if, if he doesn't play, you get Matt Flynn, who doesn't see much game action. He had like one phenomenal game in, in garbage time at the end of a season replacing Aaron Rodgers for a game with Green Bay and all of a sudden guys threw money at him like he's been doing this for a while and he can't even get a starting job. But, you know, if he plays, either way you go, it's looking a little better for Washington than it has the past three weeks where you had Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Michael Vick. So the defense gets a little break there in the passing game. And then, like I said, those receivers aren't necessarily household names. Darren McFadden is the guy they have to look out for. 
If they can stop McFadden and put pressure on the passing game, then Washington is in the driver's seat. If they can't stop McFadden, then there's trouble. They weren't able to stop the the first two running backs they played this year, LaShawn McCoy or James Starks. Like I said, did better against Bell in week three. But McFadden's a guy who had, uh, you know, he's no LaShawn McCoy, but he's probably closer to McCoy than he is Bell. So Denver shut him down last week, but before that, he he was looking pretty good. Uh and you gotta keep in mind Denver has the league's best rushing defense. The Redskins have the second worst rushing defense in the league. So McFadden, he he may get back on track. You know, um Jacksonville has the first worst. You know, they're the only team worse than Washington against the run. And when Oakland played them in their only win this season, they ran for 226 yards on Jacksonville. Darren McFadden had 129 of that. Terrell Pryor ran for 50 of it. And he's actually their leading rusher, the quarterback Pryor. So that is something they have to look out for if Pryor goes is his, his threat to run. Um, but McFadden is the guy they need to stop. If they can stop McFadden, then they have a, a hell of a lot better chance to win this game. Um so it's really going to come down to the to the run. And and that's with this game. That's the X factor for this game. McFadden is the guy to look for for Washington to stop. Alfred Morris is their X factor on offense because if they can get him going, they can get the pass game going, and they can keep their defense rested so that they can stop McFadden whenever he, the Oakland offense comes back on the field. My prediction for this game Smile, DC. The Redskins will win because of the quarterback matchup. I just don't see Terrell Pryor or Matt Flynn, whichever one goes. I don't see either one of them beating Washington. The Redskins get their first win, advance to 1-3 and three going into the bye. Then look out at Dallas, home against Chicago, at Denver. It gets, it gets tougher, Washington. Your team has to get on track right now. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. All right, that's going to do it. Hey, remember, this is Prince J. Thank you for turning in, tuning in, or turning to the very first episode of Skins Football Live. Hey, don't forget, be social with me. I love to hear feedback. I will address you on the next podcast. Tweet me at Prince J Live. You can also find a link to my examiner page there. I write a lot more than I talk. So you'll get your, your your news, your Redskins news, updated information on the team, press conferences, interviews, everything you want to know. Come back. Another